hey y'all good morning uh maybe it's evening maybe it's afternoon uh or it could be a different day of the week that you're listening to this i just want to say thank you uh for joining me and uh i'm happy uh truthfully i am sincerely happy uh, that you chose to click on this and uh chose to listen to this episode one today um this podcast is a little bit different i want to get that off my chest in episode one and i want to let you guys know that it's like having a conversation with me and only in this episode, only in this episode, episode one exclusively, I just want to talk about something today that's going to bring a fresh revelation, that's going to bring a fresh understanding um, and a new perspective of how to approach Jesus uh, in your in your devotional life, how to approach the Holy Spirit um, in the times that maybe you're on prayer walks or times that you're just spending time with the Lord in your car Um or maybe in your kitchen as you're, you know, cooking a meal uh, for your children or cooking a meal uh, for yourself. And so today I want to talk to that person that's listening right now. And I want you to engage with me um, in your heart. I want you to engage with me in your mind and hear what I'm saying. Truthfully hear what I'm saying. And, and I guarantee you, you'll take something from this and you'll be able to apply it in practice every single day. And you'll be able to not only hear from the Holy Spirit uh, even more, but you'll be able to hear the voice of God even more in your daily life, at work, um, in the car when you're driving, like I said, when you're watching TV shows, um, when you're, you know, on your next Netflix binge, or you're watching a movie. I guarantee it. And a lot of people question me all the time, um, and they say, how do you hear from the Lord so much? They just say, oh, that's just, you have a special gifting. Uh in a way, maybe, but I believe that the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead lives in us, and the same Holy Spirit that has spoken through a bush and that has uh, been in people, you know, all over uh, the scriptures. It's the same one that lives in you, and and you can hear the voice of God. So enough of my enough of that early rant. I just wanted to get that off my chest. Like I said, exclusively in this episode one, I just want to let you guys know that this podcast is completely different than any other podcast that's run. Uh, on the planet and what I mean by that is it's raw it's uncut I want you guys to be in my tent the reason why it's called tent talk is simply because of this Moses when he was speaking with the Lord uh, he would go into a tent you see he would go into a tent he would have these conversations with the Lord get instructions from the Lord and it's no different from nowadays some of you, your tent is your shower. Some of you, your tent is your car. Some of you, your tent is your living room. Some of you, your tent is actually a closet. Um, and so we all have our tents, and we and it's time when we're alone with God. Some of it's when we are, you know, walking alone on a trail in a park. That's your tent. So what I want to do in this podcast, what we continue to do every single week, twice a week on Wednesdays and on Sundays, is I'm going to give you guys an insight of my tent talks over the past. Uh, coming up on seven years of being in a relationship with God and the things that he's pushed me to uh, physically, emotionally, uh, 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 spiritually, every single aspect that the Lord has pushed me to in the conversations he's brought upon me, I'm going to bring upon you guys and have you guys approach God the same way. Because let me tell you something, I've seen God act in, a, in amazing ways in my life uh, through the giftings he has given me. He has giftings in you. Whoever's listening right now, you have giftings, you have a calling, you have something specific that God wants to do uh, in you and through you, and He wants to do it not not tomorrow, not two years from now. He wants to do it in you today, and it's a divine appointment, a divine conversation that you're, you're having uh, with the Lord right now, 
as you, as you, uh, under the sound of my voice. So I want to get into this. So like I said earlier, w- what do you mean when you're talking about, you know, I can, you know, come to God in a certain way where I'm able to hear him, you know, daily in my life. What do you mean I can hear him, you know, we hear the Lord speaking to me while I'm watching a TV show or hear the Lord speaking to me while I'm in a car. What do you mean by that? I only experience the Lord this way. Well, put it like this, and it's very, very simple. How do you approach the Lord when you are under certain are under certain circumstances? This is what I mean by that. This is what I mean by this. You know, there is five ways that you can approach the Lord depending on your situation. The scriptures say that God is God of the universe. He's, he exists out of space, matter, and time. So then, therefore, he's not affected by our time. He's not affected by our current situation. So there's at times where we need God of the universe to come in to save us, to come in and get us out of a situation. We need a miracle is what I'm saying. He created the universe. He created the stars. He created the plants, the photosynthesis. He created all the processes. He created the atom and how, you know, uh, uh, the, the atoms uh, make up certain things. And he, he created molecules and he created a cell and he created the cell membrane. You, you see what I'm saying? So God created, every day we look at miracles and you're a miracle because you're you're intelligently designed. So there's times in our life when we need to go to God like, God, look, I can't figure this out. I'm so stressed. And right then and there, that is most that is most of us. Most of us just um most of us just tend to God that way. Where we just go to God and say, God, you're God, and 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 I just view God as him outside of the universe and, and I need him every single time. I need him for a miracle. Now Another common way, but well, that's number one. Another, and number two is another. Another common way people go uh, to God as is their father, right? So, my pe- usually people only get caught in these two situations. So, so right now, someone, you know, I- I'm going to guess that you only go come to come to Christ in the presence of God in two situations. You're either coming to Him as a father because you never had a father, or you do have a father, but you recognize that having God as a spiritual father is ten times a hundredfold better than having a physical father. Even though the importance of a physical father is uh, obviously important, I have two, <laughs> praise God. But what I'm saying is, is that that's the second one. Sometimes we only go to God as as a father figure, right? And I'm not. That's there's nothing wrong with that. That's brilliant. That is amazing. You want to do that? He is Abba for the Hebrew. You know, he he is Father. That's what Jesus cry, cried out on the cross, Abba, Abba. So that that's amazing. But right now you're stuck in two scenarios. Right now you're stuck in two scenarios. So let me break it down even more for you. So there's certain conversations that you'll go to your your real father in real life as, and you'll say, you know, Dad, I need help with my finances. I need help understanding these taxes. Or, or Dad, I need you to come, you know, fix my tire. Um, you know, so Dad, I need you to come, you know, help me, uh, you know, move into my new apartment, move into my new house, whatever it is. And we do the same thing with God. You know, Father, I just really need your advice on this situation. Father, I need your advice on this situation. Father, I need I need wisdom in this. And then other times we say, God, I need a miracle. My grandmother, she is, she is, she is, she is sickly, she is ill. But I'm going to give you three other ways to approach God. And it's going to blow your mind because they're very simple. You approach human beings this way. You actually have these relationships with, with people in your life. Um, number three, you have to come to God in his presence sometimes as a brother. You see, Jesus is the son of God. And yet we are. If you're a man, a son of God. And if you're a daughter, uh, I mean, if, you, if you're a girl, the, uh, a daughter, right? So then therefore, if if I'm coming to God as 
my Father. And Jesus prayed to God the Father. That makes me a brother, a sibling to Christ. You see what I'm saying? So there, right now, those that have siblings, you only go, you know, you won't have the same conversations. There will be certain conversations that you keep away from your parents that you do not keep away from your brothers and sisters. Me, for instance, I have 11 brothers and sisters. So the, the thing is this. The thing is, is that there are certain conversations that you hold when you're growing up that you always hold away from your mom and your dad because maybe you get in trouble. Maybe you don't feel comfortable at talking with talking to your parents that way. Right. So you discuss, so you keep it in the sibling talk. You keep it in the sibling, the, the, the sibling realm and you don't let it climb the ladder. So there's a lot of times where, you know, with your with your brothers and sisters, you'll talk about certain things. And, you know, these these, you know, these certain things, you know, um, I guarantee you can go in your mind right now and say, you know what? You're right. I've only talked to my sister, and my brother about those things because I'm not going to talk to my dad about it. I'm not going to talk to my mom about it because I don't feel comfortable about it. So guess what? You need with those situations, you need to approach God. The 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 second, I should say not the second, but the second one I'm going to show you, which is number four, is that you need to go in the presence of God at times. Jesus is your best friend. You want Jesus as your best friend because there are certain conversations that you'll have with your best friend that you will not have with your brother or sister. All the guys out there, right? Sometimes, you know, we don't want to talk to our brothers or our sisters about our love life, about who we like or something. Maybe because we don't want them to tease us because, you know, they may say, you know, they may go tell mom, they may go tell dad, whatever it is. We try to keep them all low, right? So the cool thing is, is that you have a best friend. You keep all those best friend secrets with that best friend and you, and you talk about that girl talk. And now I'm dead serious when I say this. There's times in my life where literally, you know, I may have liked a girl, right? I wanted to pursue a girl. Or, or, or maybe, um, you know, I had uh, a brother in Christ coming to me that I was pursuing a girl. And I went to God the Father in the presence of God, right? And I said, you know, God, you know, Jesus, you're my best friend. Give me some advice that I can tell my brother about, about, about her. Or I went to Jesus. I said, seriously, this is me talking to God. I went in my tent. I said, Jesus, I really like this girl. I like, you know, that she's a Christian. I like the attributes. I like the characteristics of her heart. And so I went from... You know, I, I didn't, in that situation, I didn't approach God as God the Father, uh, God the the God of miracles. I approached him as God the best friend. You see, God is your best friend. In the Bible, it says that I am a friend of God. You see what I'm saying? The disciples were friends of his, okay? Jesus knew that, you know, Jesus knew who he was. You understand? Jesus knew he who he was. But yet he chose to not treat them as peasants, not to treat them as just servants. You see what I'm saying? He treated them as best friends. They were his best friends. They were his group that was around him. And one of his best friends betrayed him. Talking about drama, talking about, you know, I don't know about you, but, you know, Jesus had the biggest best friend issue because his best, one of his best friends, Judas, sold him out and got him killed. I mean... Tell me, you know, your 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 best friends that may have did you dirty in the past. Uh, I don't think they they did they did you that wrong, right? So right now, we have coming to God as God of the universe, God of miracles, coming to Him as the Father, having those Father conversations, getting that advice, coming to Him, coming to Him as a brother, and saying, "Hey, I need some help here." 
you know, I don't want to approach your dad this way. So, brother, can you can you stick out for me? Can you protect me? Can you give me that that brotherly protection? Right. That orderly brother protection. Right. Right. And then then you have approaching God as a best friend. And approaching God as the best friend, now you're able to approach God and you're able to talk to God and open to him in your tent and open and able to open up to God talking about, you know, your girl issues. You know what I'm saying? Talking about maybe some of the dreams that you have. You see what I'm saying? Some of the passions that you have. I'm telling you guys, when you start doing this, God recognizes 100%. He recognizes that you're having different types of conversations with him. And because you're having different types of conversations with him, he's going to speak to you more. He's going to bring up more subjects. He's going to bring up more talking points in your tent. I guarantee it. Like I said, like I said, I'm going on seven years of walking in this life with Christ. And there's been people that's been in 20 year long uh, relationships with Christ. And, you know, and they look at me weird when I say God talks to me about girls I like. God talks to me about the TV shows I'm watching. He shares insight about the TV shows I'm watching. Do you think that you should be uh, uh, planting uh, that type of content in your heart? Or, hey, what do you think about this show? See, I'll just go in a little bit personally with me even more is, I, many of you know, I have a passion of film. I have a passion and also pursuing and writing scripts to uh, to to TV shows. So then therefore, because of the dreams and the passions that God has put in me, do you not think that God does not want to talk about dreams and passions of mine that I have? No, he wants to. But if you're talking about just receiving a miracle over and over and over again, you need a miracle in your finances. You need a miracle because your car tires flat. You know, you need a miracle. Um, um, you know, you, you need a miracle because you need a new job. And that's all you're going to the God the Father as. Now you're not going to him as a best friend. You're not going to him as a brother. And you're not having these conversations about the girls, about the men in your life that you want to pursue maybe. Or, you know, you're, you're, you're battling back and forth with things. But you're going to humans and you're not going to the designer of humans who knows humans in and out because he intelligently designed their consciousness and their hearts and their brains and, and, and the way that they think, the way that we think. If you go to him, he has all the answers. Now, guess what? You may not get the answer on the first day. Sometimes I have conversations with the Lord. He'll speak to me. He'll bring up conversations. But guess what? I might not get an answer of that conversation until months later. I'll say that again. I may not get an answer to that conversation until months later. So I want you guys to understand that as well. Sometimes the conversations will pick up, you know, at different at different points in your life, at different seasons. But the more ways that you approach Christ which I simplified down to in five ways, okay? And the last way I want to say this is you have to approach Christ because it's who he is. He gave us salvation. You also have to approach Christ as a savior at times when you need saving. Now, there's a difference between approaching God as God of miracles and, and God of the universe, like, God, I need you. But the thing is, is that when you approach Jesus as your savior, not only are you approaching him and you're saying, Jesus, I need your grace. Jesus, I need your forgiveness. Jesus, I need your mercy. See, that's at times of when you fall into temptation. When you fall into temptation, you're not looking for the God of the you're not looking for the God that created, which is always the same person. I'm saying this, but I'm saying you're not approaching God as God created the universe or God my father or God my brother or God my best friend. You're approaching God as a savior because you want to be saved out of the sin that you just fell in. So you're saying, Jesus, I need your love right now. 
Jesus, I need your comfort right now. Jesus, I need that unconditionally, unconditional love that you provide for all of us, that your salvation has given us, that the eternal life in you in heaven has given us. And then I need that grace right now in my life because I don't want to deal with this anymore. So that is the five topics of today that I wanted to discuss with you. And I want you guys to at least take, maybe you apply for those and you just needed one. Maybe you only apply, you know, maybe you only apply one of those in your devotional life. But I guarantee you start going to God the Father as God the Father if you haven't. Start going to God as God of the universe and he created all things and and he understands the solar system and he understands the tilt of the axis of the earth and he understands felt the sense. Go to him as that if that's what you need and open up in conversations in that. Cuz new de- new desires, new passions will be will be sprouted up in you and you'll have conversations with God. You see a lot of people say, "I just want to receive the wisdom of God. I just want to receive more wisdom of God. I just want to receive more wisdom of God." The Bible says if you want to receive wisdom of God, you ask for it. That's it. You ask for it, right? But guess what? I don't know if you guys ever seen, you know, old Japanese movies and you no know, the the Japanese, the 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 sensei, you know, he's a man of wisdom and stuff, but how are they getting how is the how is the pupil getting that wisdom from the sensei through conversation? So you had to be having multiple types of conversations with the Lord. You need conversation starters with Jesus, man. You need to be talking to Jesus about your guy problems, about your girl problems. You need to be talking to Jesus about maybe your mental health and about bad thoughts you have. You need to be talking to Jesus about relationships in your family that you want to build. You want to be talking to Jesus about passions and desires that you have. You want to be asking him to put new passions and desires to use you in a mighty way. You want to be asking God, whatever I just read, I have no clue what I just read. I just read in Leviticus. I have no clue what that is, Jesus. Holy Spirit, I need you to translate that to me. I need you to show it to me right point blank in my face. I need you to do everything that you possibly can because guess what? I don't understand it. You need to become more open. The more open, the more honest, and the and the more passionate that you become in having conversations with Jesus, I guarantee you, I do not a hundred I do not uh 50, 40. No, I a hundred percent guarantee you. That right now, when you're done listening to this podcast, when you're done listening to this, today, if you start talking to Jesus, the ways that I just explained, it will open up a fresh anointing, it will open up a new awakening, a fresh revelation, and a fresh hearing of the Holy Spirit. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. I don't wait for a pastor to tell me my next uh, objective from God. I don't wait for a pastor to confirm certain things that God has already told me. I listen to the voice of God and I read the word. I get confirmation through the word, but also don't get me wrong. There's also confirmation can come through a pastor, but let me tell you something. If you're living your life off of a pastor's word, you better stop because you better be living your life off the word of God and off the, the, the voice and the presence of God. Okay, you are spirit filled. You're not man filled. God is a spirit. You understand? In the beginning, the spirit of God hovered over the waters. God is a spirit. And that spirit lives inside of you. You cannot focus on man giving you something that God has already given you that is within you. Okay, so take those five points with you. Take going to the God of the universe. Take going to God as 
as Abba, as Father. Take going to God as your brother. Take going to God as your best friend. And take going to God, Jesus, as your Savior. And engage in conversations in all those categories. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you will see, like I said, fresh anointing, a fresh awakening, and a revival in this and a revival in in the hearing of the voice of God. I guarantee it. Have as many conversations as you want with Jesus. You will not always get answers immediately, but I guarantee you the more open conversations and the more willing you are to have conversations, even though they sound so goofy, I guarantee you you'll hear more of the voice of God. I love you. I thank you for listening and be be always 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 be willing to share the content that I'm going to continue to share. And I just want to thank you guys so much already for the support and for everything that you've already done for me. And uh, I love you guys. Blessings. Have a good one.